Hey guys, happy Monday. This week we have Zach Dill on the podcast. One thing that I wanted to say is if you listened to last Thursday's interview with Melanie Jew, I went into the interview asking her about her business. And so I do research on everyone before I interview them and I stumbled across this business and I asked her about it and it was not anything that she like knew of as you can hear it's like kind of an awkward transition she had no idea what I was talking about then after we got off the podcast they called her and I was like what is this company like they have your picture on their website and everything I have no idea who that is like I don't even know who those people are so definitely be careful um, with what you're putting out there because people take it and use it like this whole company was just using her picture she didn't even know who they were so that was kind of crazy and then I do want to say go ahead and give this podcast five stars and get a t-shirt check out the website spread the word all of that good stuff so this week we have Zach Dill on. Zach Dill has been a part of my life since he was 15. I was like 20 years old when I met him. Over the past four years, I have watched him morph into a stunning individual. He's chased his dreams pretty ferociously to get him to where he is today. Um, he's not a stagnant person. I don't think there's a single cell in his body that will sit still for very long. And for this reason, I know we're going to see him do great things because he's constantly on the pursuit to better himself and to better his career. So in this interview, we're going to talk about Zach breaking both his legs as a young boy. A lot of his friends took a different pathway after, or excuse me, after college than he did. So we'll discuss that. Um, discuss growing up in a competitive family, his favorite hockey memories, and his hopes for the future. So here we go. All right, Zach, are you ready for the first question? Yeah. Are we going? <laughs> yeah, I just turned it on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay, so what was it like growing up in Tahoe? Because all of the teams are really spread out. You have to, like, kind of give up your whole day and your whole weekend just for a game. So making that sacrifice early on, that wasn't an issue to you? Well, I mean, it was different. Like, when I was growing up, like, all my friends, like, all my closest friends, like, my best friends, they all, like, came from my hockey team. So, like, when we were little in Tahoe, you, like, when you play games, you'd go down and you play two games against the same team because it's such a far drive. So, like, we'd always stay in hotel rooms together and, like, we, like, became really good friends. And then, like, once I got older, I think I was 13 when I got my first travel team kind of thing like so I uh would drive down to Roseville which is like two hours away where my mom would drive and I'd go there every Thursday and then I'd go there Saturday and Sunday so my whole weekend would be gone when I was 13 for like the whole season but I just liked it I liked the better hockey because it was going from playing a hockey to double a so I like the it was like a really good league too like there's kids from that league that are, like, NTDP, and, like, they're playing Division One right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was super good league and stuff, so I really liked that. So, I mean, I didn't really mind it. Like, there's there always some times that I was like, oh, I don't want to go and stuff, but i just go. Like, I remember one time I just didn't go. I told my mom I was sick. Really? Yeah, I just didn't want to go, so I just didn't go. But, yeah, other than that, I just really liked it. I mean, I had my brother do it before me. It was really, like, inspiring and made me want to do it, too, so that really helped. Did your friends rip you apart for not going? Or did you play it out until the end? You're like, guys, I'm too sick. No, I mean, my teammates didn't really know. I mean, I didn't really, like, 
the team I thought I should have been playing more minutes than I was that year. Okay. So that was annoying. So I was like, I kind of like lost the, like, the feeling of like playing that year. Like I didn't really like it. I didn't really like the team that much and everything. But I mean, it was still fun. So like just that one day, I was like, yeah, I'm not going. Told my mom I was sick. Had my friends over after school. <laughs> she just knew and she's like, do you want to like stop playing? I was like, no, it's not even that. It was just, just didn't want to go that day, I guess. That was for the Grizzlies? No, that was for uh, Capital Thunder Capital when I was, Thunder. like, playing 14UAA. Gotcha. Okay. But when you were playing for the Grizzlies, what was it like playing for a small town and, like, kind of – actually, I want to reword that. Do you think coming from a small town benefited you because you got to be an all-star right off the bat, or do you think it would have helped if you were from, like, a, more of a hockey hotbed? I think it would have helped if I came from more of a hockey hotbed, but – it was nice coming from a small town and being, like, first-line guy always. But, like, I didn't get to develop as much as I wanted to when I was younger because development when you're younger is all about playing with better people. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help that I was always the best player. Like, I wouldn't say, like, the best, but, like, one of the best. So I didn't really get to play with, like, better kids. But, like, when I was younger, what helped me develop was I always played a birth year up. So my friends were always 2000s, and I was the only 01. So when they would – when I was a second-year squirt – they were second years, and then they went up to Peewees, and then I went up to Peewees as well with them instead of playing another year squirts. Mm-hmm. But then I couldn't do that my third year Peewees because of, it went to hitting, and there was, like, some rule that you can't go up. But, like, always playing with older people, like, I would play with 99s and stuff because I was just good enough to make those that team. So that team that you played with, they ended up being your lifelong friends and some of your best friends now. Yeah, I still talk to them every day. A lot of them ended up going straight into college and playing club hockey. Did you ever think about taking that route? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, like, see their snaps and all the videos they send me. It looks like a blast, like, just partying and having a good time. But then I think about it, and partying is, like, a treat. Like, what they do is, like, they do it on, like, a regular basis. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to live that lifestyle where I just drink and do that stuff every day I like it being like a treat like it's like a once in a while thing stuff like that and then also like yeah I did but in high school and stuff like that I didn't really try so my grades were never good enough oh yeah so like they all got into like big like state colleges and stuff like that and I just was like yeah my grades aren't good enough hockey's gonna help me there hopefully so I just figured that I'm gonna try harder in hockey than I am in school Give yourself that leg up. Yeah. <laughs> How excited were you when Tahoe Hockey Academy started to form? I was excited. I mean, it was kind of weird. Like, I mean, I really liked it because I got to stay home. But at that age, that year, I went and tried out for the Thunderbirds 15U AAA team. And I didn't make it, which was really, like, I didn't really like that. But it was just, okay, like, I'll stay at home, play THA have a good year and it didn't really matter because I was the only kid going to school they were all online mm-hmm. and I was just the only one and then halfway through the year they merged and they went to high school with me so it was super awkward for me because I had to pick between my friends at school and the hockey team and I chose my friends at school because I mean I don't get to see them as much as the hockey team and I like we we hung out with girls and stuff like that, and they didn't know anyone. <laughs> yeah. And, like, obviously, like, I brought in Eric to my friend group because he's, like, one of my best friends, and I really mm-hmm. like the kid. And he really fit in with my friends. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I liked it. I was nervous for the hockey and how it was going to be coming out of California. But me and Eric, we like line mates, and we ended up having a really good year. Do you think the program benefited you at all? Oh, for sure. Like, I think THA is still, like, a really good really good development. Like, there's nowhere else you're going to touch the ice that many times in a week. They touch the ice ten times a week. That's in five days. Yeah. That's so, it's super cool. <laughs> I really like that. Like, the biggest development I saw was Eric. Like, he stunk going into his THA year. And then, like, after THA, he was unreal. Like, he – they the Santa Margarita coach was the coach of Team California, and they were going somewhere, and they asked Eric to be on the team. Like, yeah, he improved a lot, and that's just what he needed, and I needed it too. It was really good. Eric is one of your good friends, and he lived with you while he was trying to decide where he was going to end up going to school. Watching him figure that out, did it? does it have you freaked out at all trying to figure out where you're going to commit to? Yes and no. I mean, I'd like to take a part in Eric's hockey career because he was going to quit after his THA year. He was he actually going to quit. He told Tyler and me, he's like, yeah, I think I'm just going to quit because he didn't have a place to play. Like, THA didn't really, like, like they did develop him into a player, but he didn't know, like, he didn't want to go try out and, like, spend the money because he didn't really have that money to spend. Mm -hmm. So when I played for the Bandits, like, got in with them, I just called my 16 coach, and I was like, hey, like, I have a buddy who's really good. He's a 99. He's looking to play on the 18 team. And that 18 team actually was looking for players that year. So Eric got in with them really easily, didn't have to try out like that. Actually, that first game, Eric broke his stick and had to use a wood stick. So he was, like, really bad. So their coach told him, like, after that first game, he's like, yeah, I don't know about you and stuff like that. And then second game, he had, like, five points. Wow. I mean, that's just an Eric Larson thing, though. <laughs> like, yeah, guys, we're talking about Eric Larson. He goes to Salem State. Watch out for him because he's going to light it up this year. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah, it does make me nervous. Like, he does. I mean, I kind of think the Bandits don't really promote their players as much as they could mm -hmm. if they're not playing for their top team, like the NCDC team. And he was playing for the NCDC team. He was the assistant captain, but he wasn't getting the minutes he wanted. He wanted to be, like, power play and getting big minutes, but he just wasn't, so he decided to go down to Premier to get better minutes. And he did, and then it just ended up working out for him, really hard for him. So the programs that you've played for are, like, THA, or, excuse me, Tahoe Hockey Academy, Boston Bandits, the TPH Thunder, and the Nashville Junior Predators. Which one of those organizations or your time frame at those? Sorry, I'm, like, so dumb. I always do this where I try and, like, overword things. Um, out of those organizations, which one do you think was the most formative for you as a player? I'd like to say, I mean, I grew a lot in THA. Because just touching the ice so much and being a star player there and being, like, the hometown kid, like, I got a lot of minutes there. So I grew a lot there. But then going into the TPH Thunder, it was, like, the most professional thing I've ever been a part. The coach, the coach I had was super hard on us. He's from the Navy. I, it was, like, the most intense and, like, professional thing I've ever been a part of. And I think I grew probably the most I ever had my first 18 year playing for TPH Thunder. Really? Yeah, and then going into the Preds. My exit meeting, he told me, he was like, yeah, if you come back, like, I'll definitely give you a letter. And then I was like, oh, thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, I'm not talking about any letter either. Like, you're going to be my captain. I was like, okay. So why didn't you go back? I did. I went to TPH. Uh, I went to Preds because TPH Thunder and the Preds merged. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that really confused no, me. No, yeah, so the Preds 
TBH Thunder didn't really have that much money, mm-hmm. and the Preds, like, they get money from the actual Nashville Predators, so they merge so they can have, like, more money and more, like, yeah, connections, okay. and, and they just, and it really made a lot of sense, so I really like that decision by them, and I really like playing in Nashville. So it was the first decision that you were going back, yeah, or did you I mean, look at going anywhere else? Well, I did, like, after that year, I wanted to play with Eric again, and because me and him are really good chemistry, and I really like playing with him. So I tried to make the band its NCDC team, and I made their training camp, went to it, and then I got I was the last cut out of their training camp, which really bummed me out. But after that, I was like, okay, I'm going back to the Preds because my coach has me playing big minutes and the captain. I really want to be the captain. Was that your first time wearing a letter? Yeah. How was it? How do you lead? Do you have a style? Uh, <laughs> I lead by just, I lead by example. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, like, good at using my voice. I mean, I learned that a lot playing with the Prez was to use my voice more. But I always try to lead by example and show people, like, how to do things, like, how to work hard and how to do it and do it the right way. So that's how I would lead. But, yeah, my coach, being a captain was super fun, like, for the ups, but the downs were super tough. Like, when something went wrong, he always came to me first. And, I mean, it's, like, what a captain has to deal with. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really like the responsibility he gave me, and I would go back and do it again. Do you have certain things that you lean on when the season gets tough or stressful? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Just stay mentally tough and work through yeah. it? Yeah. I feel that. What are you most excited about for Charlotte this year? Um, I'm really excited to play – big minutes for them and to grow as a player they're really professional as well so playing for the tph thunder like helped me prepare for them and like the hard coaches and like the strict rules so that really helped but also having my brother here and how he played and he told me a lot about the systems and how the coaches work and everything like that so really like i knew what i was getting into with them a lot of people like they go to a team they don't really know what they're getting into so with charlotte i know exactly what i was getting into and I'm really excited for the season. I was going to – well, I was hesitant to ask about it. But what is it like having to be the younger sibling? Do you feel that you create your own path? Or is it difficult dealing with – It's tough. I mean, obviously it sucks being, like, Tyler's little brother. Because everyone who Tyler's played with has always, like, told me, like, I'm Tyler's little brother. Like, it's kind of how I've been known, like, my entire life. Like, my freshman year of high school – all the seniors that year that just went around calling me Lil Dill, and I really hated it. I mean, there's certain there's ups and downs, but I really like Tyler set a path for me, and I followed the path because it's not only, like, the easiest route to go, but he knows, like, what is good and he knows what is bad because he was the first one to go through it, and he really knows his stuff about the game, and I really, like, respect him as a role model for me. I really like it, but, yeah, I mean, like, my ex meeting after Thunder, my coach told me that he thought I was better than Tyler. So <laughs> I agree, though, and it's nice because Tyler set some records here, so now you have a wall to push and to break through. And although you might be a little dill now, you definitely put up a lot of points in your first scrimmage that you guys have making a name for yourself. Yeah, I mean, Tyler did set some records here, but, I mean, we'll see. Definitely, <laughs> definitely going to beat him. 
I mean, it just it's motivation for me to like be better than him. It always has been my entire life. Hell yeah! To be better. Excited for your first set of games this weekend. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm really excited. I like my line mates. They know how to give me the puck when I want it, and they know when to not give me the puck. So they like they know how to play the game too. I don't like players that just they. I don't like players that like just shoot it or like dump and chase. Like my players are skilled players. Like my line mates are skilled players. And they know when to carry. They know when to dump it. Like, they're good, and I'm really excited. I think we're going to have a really good weekend. Who's your line mate? So we have Ethan. Is he your line mate? Ethan, and then yeah. who? Ethan and uh, Anthony Vidrick. Okay, did you know him prior to this? I did not, but Ethan chemistry? knew him from playing against him when he was younger. Where are you hoping your hockey career will go? I'm not really sure at this point, but I'm hoping I can have a really solid year and then hopefully maybe make the null next year and if I don't like the null team I know I can always come back to Charlotte and I know how they work here and I know I'll play big minutes here as well next year so I mean hopefully make the null and then making the null is like all depends on that I don't really know that much about the null I haven't really like experienced it but I'm hoping to make college hockey Mm -hmm. division one or division three and then hopefully play really well in college and grow as a person and a player do you have a specific college in mind or are you just staying open-minded and seeing who approaches you I'm staying open-minded there's no one I really like I don't really know a lot of division three schools at the moment like that's what I'm hoping to learn this year yeah is to like learn about schools and learn like who does well and like how they work and everything like that to like figure out where I want to go but right now I don't have a certain school I want to go to do you have a major in mind or anything, or are you just going to more let your hockey career guide your path? A little both, like maybe sports management. This summer, me and my brother worked with Ryan, can't remember his last name, but he works at the hospital in Lake Tahoe, and he is he has a major in sports psychology, and I really think it's super cool. He did a couple techniques with me and my brother, and I thought it was really cool, and I'd really like to like dig deeper with him and learn more about that. See if I want to do that for myself. I'm looking at this name. I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Carr. It is. Ryan Carr. That yeah, Ryan Carr. He seems interesting. I want to get him on the podcast. Yeah, he's crazy. He's a good guy, like, all around. Like, he helped me a lot going into training or main camp for the Wichita Falls. Did he? Warriors. What guidance did he give you? How did um, he help you? He, like, gave me a bunch of techniques for, with breathing uh, to do, like, before the game, during the game. And, like, when times are tough, like, just breathe, and it really opens your mind. And mm-hmm. stay away from, like, negative thoughts towards yourself. Like, always be positive. Like, if you mess up, like, know that, like, don't think bad about yourself. Just know, like, you can go back out there and fix it. Well, not really fix it, but, like, you can do something better with it. If you stay down on yourself, you're going to, like, get into your own head. And he really helped me with that. Are you able to separate it shift by shift? Yes and no. It all depends on the shift, really. Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> uh, it's hard sometimes you get in a funk, but then sometimes you score and you're like, fuck yeah, and the momentum just yeah. keeps going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so your dad was a professional skier. Your mom was kind of a legend in soccer for her collegiate days. Do you think that this was passed on to you? And also, what was it like growing up in such an competitive family? Yeah, I think, like, the genetics of being, like, just an athletic family was super, like, helpful for me. 
yeah, my dad is six gear. Like, I've heard him on the phone, like, with his buddies. Like, he's always, like, wanted me and Tyler to, like, ski race because that's what he did. Mm -hmm. But then once we didn't do that, he respected it and, like, wanted us to push ourselves in the hockey game. Yeah, and my mom, yeah, she was an unreal soccer player. Still plays Stewie with her. She's still gross. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, like, the competitive family was super – it's super fun to be around. You kind of, like, learn how to be competitive and, like – how to like never give up. So like that's been one of my things when I was younger is I've never given up and I still do it to this day. I never give up. And I really like that about myself. Did you ever think about pursuing a career in any other sport? No. Really? I mean, not really. Like I've always really like, really liked the way my brother lived his life. So I really like kind of want to like do what he does. When I was younger, I always followed him and stuff like that. And he really got annoyed by it. <laughs> But, yeah, like, he got into hockey. I mean, he quit hockey for a year. And when he did that, I was like, I don't know why he did that. Hockey's always been the most fun. Like, baseball was super tough for me because it'd be right after hockey season. Mm -hmm. And I'd go from, like, just sweating, like, a lot in hockey practice to playing baseball practice and sitting in the outfield. It was terrible. Like, I hated baseball. Soccer was always super fun. I was good at soccer. I made my club, club team, made all-stars every year. Like, I really like soccer, but I just didn't really, like, stick with it. Skiing. Skiing was good and all, but my dad wanted us to be ski racers, but, like, that wasn't the cool thing to do when we were younger. It was all, like, the park. So, like, me and my brother got pretty good at the park skiing, and he taught me all that, which was super cool. But, yeah, no, I'm – and, like, par like skiing – you have to be, like, kind of stupid to ski, you know? Like, you have to, you have to be, like, kind of, like, there's something got to be messed up in your brain just to be good at skiing because you just got to send everything. Like, you got to, like, just send it with your life sometimes. And I'm a big thinker. I've always been like that. I always overthink a lot. Uh -huh. And, yeah, hockey has just been the easiest for me. I wouldn't say the easiest, but mentally and, like, I just – hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any videos of you skiing on YouTube? Not that I know of. <laughs> I do remember when I was five years old, I won the Kinder Cup. That day, I broke both my legs skiing. So that traumatized me when I was a little kid. And so that also was the reason why, like, skiing was super hard for me. Because, like, you have to send everything. Like, I've been in a traumatic mm -hmm. injury of skiing, and it's tough for me to do that. But, yeah, like... That day was crazy, I'll tell you that. How was that, having two broken legs as a little kid? It sucked. <laughs> I used to cry every day in kindergarten to get out of school because I hated all. Everyone would just look at me like I was different and stuff like that, and it sucked. I mean, I still blame that to these to this day about, like, why is, like, my right leg stronger than my left because my right leg, I got out of the full cast earlier than my left, so I still think that's why my right leg is stronger. Yeah, and, like, I still get made fun of how how I run and <laughs> skate and everything like that because I skate super, like, straight-legged, mm -hmm. but I still think it's because I broke both my legs when I was five years old. Was that your craziest sports moment? For sure. <laughs> For sure. At least you got it out of the way early. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do on your off days? What sleep. do you do outside of the rink? Sleep. Uh, I like to sleep on my off days. I really like on the off days. I really enjoy the sleeping in. 
I like sleeping in. Um, other than that, like our villa house in Charlotte has a really sick basement. So my roommate really likes the game too. So we just come down here, shoot pucks, tip pucks, try to work on our game. I mean, I still like in Tahoe, like we have so many guys there that just like, if we're not skating, we're always doing something active. We playing spike ball, playing basketball. Like it's super fun to do that stuff and being like competitive and all that. So I really like that. I heard you're big into the boating. <laughs> I wouldn't really say that. I mean, I know how to drive a boat, but ah, boating's fun. Got to have a couple pops. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any superstitions that you follow? Yes and no. Like, there's, yes, uh, there's one that I always do. It's always in warm-ups. I'd go put my stick on the bench, skate around the net. When I come around the net, go to the red line, straddle the red line up above my feet. I've done it every game since I've been 14. Really? Yeah. Where did that start that. from? I have no idea. <laughs> I just did it, and I played at like four goals or something like that, and I just kept doing it. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about being a junior player? Not going to school. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> School's been super tough for me, mostly because South Hall High School is like a joke. But other than that, not being in school and just, like, all you have to focus focus on is hockey. And I really like that. Like, I just have one thing to focus on. And it's just it's super easy for me just to put my mind to one thing and stick to it. So I really like that. I mean, like, high school was super hard for me to focus, do my homework and stuff like that because it was free. And going to college is different because you're also paying for college. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have, like, friends in San Diego State and stuff like that where they just don't go to class sometimes. And I think, look at that, I'm like, dude, they're paying a lot of money to go to school. Like, I'm going to go to class when I have to. Definitely. So, and I also think hockey's going to help me with that because by the time I get to school, I'm going to be older. I'm going to be more mature about it. So I think it's going to help me get better grades and, like, motivate myself to do better in school. Yeah, and you have to keep your grades up to stay eligible. Yeah, exactly, that too. We had a girl, she's been on this podcast, actually, she discussed it. Her freshman year, she became ineligible, and then you have to wait, like, a whole semester to try and, like, get your grades back up and play again. It's hard. Career highlight. My career highlight was either winning the NorCal Championships when I was, well, twice, actually. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it was definitely the first time when I was a squirt. We lost it twice in a row to the same team and then the third year we finally won so that was super like I loved that like and then that was really cool for us because all my best friends back home we all won together and after that like I scored the game winning goal I mean some people will deny that because mm. it was a typical but I did score the game winning <laughs> goal it was an overtime and I had a dream about it that week before I told all everyone, I was like, guys, I had a dream, like, scored the game-winning goal, like, we won, and then it happened, and it was, like, one of the craziest things that ever happened to me before, and then that, when we were driving home, we got stuck in a snowstorm driving up to Tahoe, so they closed the highway for, like, two hours, but we were all next to each other, because that's how it just worked, and we just got our sticks out and started passing around the biscuit. Really? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we did that after we won. Super fun, or it was, uh... This past season, playing for Nashville, we won the district championship. We beat the team that we lost to the year before in double overtime. We beat them to go to nationals, and I've never been to nationals before, and I was the first one in my family to do it. So, yeah, like, fuck yeah. you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, we did that, but Nationals actually ended up getting canceled to, because of COVID. So I guess I never really went to Nationals. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> if I had to pick, it would honestly probably be when I was a squirt. Really? Yeah. Because it be it was just because I had that dream, and then we lost what, two years in a row when I was younger, and it was just like like I've never felt like that before. I mean, I also felt like that when we won this past year, but it was just different. I mean, it was cool then because I was the captain, so I gotta like hold the banner first, stuff like that. But yeah, are you big on visual? I say I can't say it. visualization. Yes and no. I try to. I try to do that before games, but it's kind of hard for me. So, so yo, uh, we're, hey, how are you? So, did you want to come or no? Because we might just do a boys' night. That sounds like I should <laughs> come. Not much. Yeah. Hey, if you want to come, we're doing a boys' night though. <laughs> you can. I'll text you and see what the vibe is. No, don't stress about it. Just go have fun with your friends. Hit Zach with a good question or a good story. Uh, your V card story. Tell it now. Oh. <laughs> um. I don't, I don't know about that. One. You can do that on the podcast? No, definitely yeah. not. Okay, go do your boys' night. I don't know. What's the nastiest goal you've ever scored? Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, I've been end to end a lot, but probably first game plan 14 double A. Actually, first weekend I had sick goals all weekend, but uh, I'm first game played the Sharks. It's like this team sucks. Went through the kids' legs off the draw. Seven seconds in, just split the D. Goal. Wow. And then next game, just was, we were losing two to one. I was like, dude, this sucks. Got in my zone, my zone, took it, split the D, L bar in. No. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Or I mean, when I played for Larry in summer, no, I had three goals, and I was like, yeah, Larry, I got a soccer game, I got to go to. He's like, okay. And like at this point, we were winning like seven to one or something. Just just one more goal. No. I stayed out there, just scored, and got off. Yeah, Zach had the coolest picture at our house. It's still there, and it's like he's probably playing like mites or squirts, and he's on a breakaway, and his like blade is opened up. The puck is like literally going in the corner, and the goal. Dude, that was playoffs when I was twelve. Really? Yeah, my in the picture is my girlfriend and uh, (gasps) um, Nick, your ex, ex girlfriend. Yeah, Yeah, she's in it because. Her little brother was on the team. That's actually like how we started dating. <laughs> like the first weekend, whales. We just we're first weekend we carpooled and then just ever since then. Oh dating. my god, he was and, probably like, "Why the fuck did I bring this kid in my car?" <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so that picture, like we we're on the uh, PK and Larry called. It was against Larry. Oh yeah, D to D, and you. Oh, Larry uh, called timeout and he like tried to like set a play and. Uh, he told the D to go D to D, and I heard it, so I like stepped up a little, and they just didn't see me. I guess went D to D, picked off the pass, breakaway. Yeah, short side cheese. Cheese. Mm-hmm. How's your mother? I thought of a funny story this Christmas when I was at your house and we were doing gifts, and it came up that you were captain of your team, and I was like, oh, that's not a big deal. And your grandpa looked at me and, like, ripped me apart. He was like, Kelsey, it is a big deal that he's captain of his team. And I was like, oh, no, he doesn't get it. <laughs> Do you think your younger self would be proud of where you are today? Yes and no. Why do you hesitate on that? That's because, yeah, it's kind of hard. But it's like when I was younger, I always thought that I would be, like, above where my brother would be at his mm-hmm. age. 
So, like, when he was playing in Charlotte, I was playing in Boston. So I thought I wouldn't ever play here. I thought I'd be in a better league. But I'm, like, my younger self, looking at the player I am, I think I'd be proud of myself for, like, who I've become. But yes and no. Like, yes, I think he is proud that of the player I've become and, like, the person I've become overall. And no, because I thought I'd be in a better league. Yeah. Well, luckily your career is not over, so you still have a chance to chase that higher opportunity. Yeah, for sure. A little bit? Maybe for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want aspirations out the door? You think so? Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, nobody really goes D1 from this league anymore. Unless you make the null next year. Yeah, unless you, yeah. I think it was the one podcast that we did with you or the Wilkes boys. I do not remember. But we looked up, like, D3 players that have played in the NHL, and there's a handful of them. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they go to that, like. They probably don't stick, though. That's the thing. No, like, they, there are some D3 players. Most of them are goalies. Yeah. Goalies, totally different. Like, they like to get puck shot at them. <laughs> so, I think that's weird. Goalies, it's a lot different. Like, their route is a lot different. Yeah. They just, like, you have to, like, tear it up college, and then, then you'll make, like, an East Coast team, and then you have to tear it up there. Then you have to get called up to the A, and then do well there, and then get called up to the uh, NHL. So it was, like, super hard to, like, do that, but... But not impossible. No. I don't think anything's ever impossible. Like, Mickey got pretty close. Yeah. Okay, so, this far in your hockey life, what is the best and worst decisions? decisions you have made in your career um one of the biggest like regrets i guess you could say was trying out for the ncdc bandits after my first year 18 like yeah i thought i really wanted to play with eric but i think that if i would have tried to make a north american team north american like the all mm-hmm. if i tried to make one of those teams like i don't think i would have made it but i think i would have like came a little closer like pretty close i would say and then they would have looked at me my second year of 18s, and they would have, like, communicated with me. Like, going in that second year of 18s, I was hoping I would just play a lot better and, like, teams would find me. But I should have just went to a team that I really liked and then had them watch me that Mm -hmm. year. So I think that's a big regret I have. Other than that, not really. I don't really, like, look back on things and think, like, I'm not, like – kind of like a negative person I like to like always think positive positively and I just think that I this is my route and then this is where it's taken me yeah I just think like if you want to go to the NA like say you do really well this year and you get a chance to be the captain like play a lot of hours would you still want hours play a lot of shifts would you still want to go to the NA knowing that there's a potential that you would be like could could be a third or fourth line and, like, not play as much. Yeah, I mean, there's always because I could go to the N.A., and if I don't like it, I'm not getting played. I could always come back. Yeah, you just want your shot. Your yeah, I want – I want. yeah, exactly. I just want a shot in the N.A. because I've watched games. Like, last season, our coach made us watch, like, N.A. games, and I'm like, they're not that good. Like, I feel like I could play in that league myself. And, yeah, it's physical, but, like, I'm a big guy, and I think I could take a hit. And, it's like, there's it's not a league I can't play in. Yeah. I just think there needs to be a team that needs to give me a shot. 
I just think you could do it. Like, Crothers has moved around so much and brought all of his players from Rush from place to place to place, and they have matched so well. Like, from here to the Null, and they've competed, and then what Blake Bennett went from here to D1. There's one right there. I went to the North American League. Because of Crothers. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that this season is going to be a really important season for me to develop and to, like, tear it up. And if yeah. I do that, I think with the coaching staff that is here that they will move me on. Trevor did say that in my exit meeting, that he said that I'm really close to being a Tier 2 player. Okay. So if I do improve as a player and really, like, stand out, I think I can make an all-team next year, and I can maybe even get pulled up to one this year if they have a season. Hell yeah. I like it. Do you have a mentor or someone that you look to when you need advice? Tyler. Yeah? Yeah. So even though you get so annoyed and competitive with him, you also turn to him for Oh, help. always. Yeah, he's brotherly he's love. lived it. Like, he's had more rough experiences in the game than I have, and I think that I haven't had those because of him. And he's also dealt with a lot more adversity than I have, and he knows he knows a lot. And if he doesn't know the answer, he's going to reach out to whoever his mentor is, and they will figure out the answer. He has a lot more connections than I do. But my biggest connection is him, mm-hmm. like through him. So, yeah, it would be Tyler. What adversities would you say that you faced? Uh, obviously getting cut from teams. Like when I got cut from the Bandits, it was obviously super hard. But I knew I was going to a be- like good place. I knew like what role I was going into. Yeah, like that and Tyler always being the one before me. And so everyone knows like how Tyler plays and how Tyler is the person. Like always being compared to him is always the adversity for me. But I always want to show people that I'm better than him and that I can do just as well as he does. So, like, Tyler has had way more adversity than I have. And I think that I haven't because of Tyler. All right, here's the question I gave you before the interview. Maybe you thought of an answer. What is your definition of success? I mean, obviously, like, to win. But not only, like, to win, but, like, to be prepared like if you lose I think losing is a big thing like you take you don't lose necessarily like you learn from it and I think to be successful you have to fail and you have to learn from that failure to be successful and once you do that the success is just so much better and like to be successful if you're not prepared you're not going to be successful and you're not going (laughs) to also So you would say being prepared. Being prepared and learning from your mistakes and learning from your failures. Definitely, definitely. I got a question for you. Ask it. Uh, In the past two years, who would you say is your favorite teammate to play with? (laughs) (laughs) Ethan thinks he's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Past two years. Not counting Tahoe Academy. So, in the past two years, <laughs> have you had an annoying roommate? <laughs> Any incidences that you want to tell us about? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to pass that question. <laughs> Brutal. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. Good, good teammate. Like, me and him are both pass-first guys, and we just... We work well together because we both like, we both don't like to 
dump and chase style of game. Like we like possession style of the game, and I think we're really good at it. So yeah, be Ethan. You guys lived and played in Nashville. Did you ever try and sneak onto Broadway? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't try. We didn't. <laughs> it didn't work out too well for us, though. No. Well, yeah, it did. Or, no, our first, our first go was good. If you could take any other pathway with your life, what would you take? Probably be a normal college kid. Really? Yeah, live like that, maybe like. Not like a NASCAR driver or something. No, that no. would be really. I think I live. Sport. I think I'm living like the best life I can right now, and I think that if there's any other life I would, I just want to be a normal kid. Because there's a lot of stuff I've had to miss because of hockey. Like my birthday, it was always hockey. I've always mm-hmm. had hockey games on my birthday. I mean, it was super cool when I was younger because I was always with my best friends and stuff like that. But like being in hockey, like now, like I'm older and stuff like that, I never get to do like. I never get to go out on my birthday. I always have a game the next day or something like that. So, yeah, I wish I could just, like, if there was a lifestyle to pick, I'd probably just be a normal kid. I'd go to college, live it up there. (laughs) San Diego State, would you join a frat? Real question. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big investment, though. That's a lot of money. They are a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but, but like, like, at those schools... Like, all the schools now is just Greek life. If mm-hmm. you don't, if you're yeah. not in a frat, then you can't party. And, and you don't have any friends. Exactly. So, yeah, I'd be in a frat. Most of the kids like us, too, join frats. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, all my friends are in a frat. Yeah. Just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, so. And last question. If you had, if you found out you had a week left to live, what would you do with your time? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one yeah. for the last one. Shoot my shot with everything. Love it. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the yep. pod. Yep. <laughs> you got to edit some of that stuff. Hey, guys. We are having so much fun chatting with Zach, and I thought it would be a good idea to try and get a sibling session in um, just so you could get to see both their personalities together, Zach and Tyler Dill. Unfortunately, we doubled booked ourselves like normal, always running around. So it was cut a little bit short, but I hope you guys enjoy this. Here you go, a little bonus section. What's up, dude? What's up, man? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me get my brain buzzed, and we'll start with just a little review of today. So Zach and I went to the drill at the same time today. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like a flow drill. So there's four lines, like in the center ice. And it's like a, like you go across, like lines pass, and you get it. And so Zach and I are going at the same time. And, like, what were you thinking? Like, obviously, I'm like, I got to fucking score oh, here. I was like, I have to score. Saw my opening, and I was like, here we go. And then I tried a little two-touch and uh, off the blocker, I want to say. Yeah, I I went and I same thing. I saw Zach and I was like, oh, I have to score so I can just go up to him after like fucking score. Did you? <laughs> so I come down and loser goalies at like above the crease just takes away everything. Like you're supposed to realistically, you're supposed to make a move if he's that high. But I was like, all right, I'll shoot it. I'm just going low glove here, standard. Then he saved it, but I did the two touch also. <laughs> 
So then, so Zach's on the far end of the ice, and I'm on the near end of the ice, and so I skate all the way over to Zach's line. I go, "Did you score?" <laughs> he goes, "No, nah, man, did you." And I was like, "Nah." Right? <laughs> so there's that. Um, all right, let's start. Let's start with the mustache. What do we got going on here? How long are you gonna grow this out for? Probably pretty long. Yeah, actually, when did you start to be able to grow that? I've always, the only facial hair I've ever been to grow was a mustache, but I'm in Boston. I was, I had a routine that every Monday was my off day and I'd shave every Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when I started growing it. And then this summer when I went to Wichita's camp, I talked to Jennings before and he's like, what are you going to shave the facial hair? Right. And I was like, uh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yep. I will definitely <laughs> yes, do that. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he's like, so I went and shaved and then. It's like, wow, I really don't like the way I look right now. Like, I look like a 12-year-old. And then I haven't shaved since then. And that was, when was that? It was July 30th. And oh. Yeah, we're in September 25th right now. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to shave it till after November. Because you got to have a nice mean one for November. Yeah. Do the ladies nice love one. it? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and what about the comments? Like when someone's like, oh my god, that's a greasy stash. Does it kind of oh, fire dude, you up or does it turn you off a little? Oh, like, I mean, it depends on what what circumstance we're talking. In the game? Uh, I've got a chirp in the game. My always go-to is, your mom liked it last night. Oh, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, yeah, just nothing, don't say anything. Nothing to come back from yeah, that no, one, dude. That's <laughs> what I always say to that one. No, but just like everyone. Like mom, dad, like everyone's always like... Mom hates it. But yeah, but mom hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's all very negative. <laughs> and how mad does she get when dad's like, wow, negative. <laughs> She's so mad. No, I mean, it depends on who it is. If, like, they're chirping, I chirp them back. But if they're like, oh, I like the mustache, I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And I, like, feel it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Are you going to wear a visor this year? No. No. not. No. You can touch the stash, though. No. That would be nice. A good celly with your... <laughs> yeah no dude i wore one literally for six days six games when i got down here ah i might have worn it for four actually i think it wore four games no because i got sticked at a home game too it was six games so it was a showcase and a home weekend and dude i got sticked in the face so many times without a call and i was like this is bullshit like this yeah. and on top of that i had Probably the worst helmet in hockey. Like, I had, like, a Bauer 5700. <laughs> it was the only free helmet they gave me. <laughs> Did it look, look like Dunnies? No, it was worse than Dunnies. You know who... Who's the guy who played for Carolina? Boy... Boychuk? Boychuk. Is that who it is? Does he play for Carolina right now? Maybe. He used Boychuk to... plays for the Islanders. No, he used to play for Carolina. Maybe it was Boychuk. I think it's Zach Boychuk or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he follow know. you? Yeah, I was just Dude, say he So this me. is what Boychuk does. Zach Boychuk. He will follow people on Instagram or on Twitter. Yeah, it was Twitter. And then he unfollows them. Yeah, like everyone. Like he fo- he followed me, then unfollowed me. I'm like, like this. Like this guy is trying to get his Twitter following up. I'm like, yeah, what? I think he's trying to get verified. I don't know what it is, man, but I don't understand that. And so when I got down here, I needed a helmet because while well, I was going to New Jersey. At the beginning, but I skated here, and I was like, Crothers is like, oh, are you showing up with a red helmet? And I was like, no, like, I was hoping they'd give me one. And he's like, oh, like, I'll just give you one just in case. And I was like, okay, whatever. So he gave my, like, skates to Donnie, who's the equipment manager for the checkers. Uh-huh. And Donnie gave me a sick pair of red skate guards. 
detailed my skates out, like made it sick, but he gave me this helmet and I was like, oh, it's a Bauer, like 51 or 5,700, like just a like, just terrible, dust. but it had the official NHL logo on the back. <laughs> And I was like, oh, and so I looked up and I had the numbers and everything, like the decals, like hurricanes and all that. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is the guy who follows me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, like, let's go see what he's up to. Oh, he doesn't follow me anymore. That's weird. <laughs> well, I'm not going to follow him anymore. Yeah. But yeah, no, I used to have rituals like that. I would shave when I played here. I would shave completely on Friday, like everything on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And I still shave. I shave. The day before games, but I don't do clean anymore. I can't do the clean shaving. So. Yeah, I just don't really plan on shaving. Yeah, no. we so. watched you on Saturday straddle the red line <laughs> in your you? warm up. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, because I was watching and I didn't listen because she didn't like come out with it yet. And uh, you went over the red, and I was like, yo, he just went over the red line. She goes, yeah, he said he does it every game. <laughs> Sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Straddle the red line every game. It's the go-to. It's a solid. Also, so you take a puck from over the red line in Saturday's game. <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> yeah, Sick. The, no, on Saturday's game, like no one had pucks to start, and they started shooting pucks down to their end. And I was like, well, get me one of those. <laughs> oh, dude, when we would play showcases in Boston, you come out and they dump all the pucks in the ref circle. Yeah, I know. And we would just take them all, dude. That's what you have to do. Oh, you have to. It sets the mental game early. Then probably the craziest warm-up I've ever been a part of was we played Hampton. At Hampton, first showcase, it was an afternoon game. So we had already played that morning. That was the first time Utica had talked to me. It was that morning. Mm -hmm. And they came to that game at night. And so we did our warm-up. And we were, like, all the pucks were in our net after warm-ups. And someone was like, yo, just shoot them down. Like, they're the home team. They're going to pick them all up. So we shot them down, like, just on the ice. They shot them back. <laughs> and they were like, fuck that. So we started shooting them back. And, like, their guys, I guess, like, because I talked to Ozzy and them. And he was like, they looked at their coach and coach was like, shoot them back. And, like, it ended up, like, guys were on both blue lines taking slap shots at each other. Oh, I bet. And the refs were trying to break it up, and the refs were getting smoked with pucks, dude. Holy. No, yeah, I've had I've had teams I've played on that we shot pucks down. It's, yeah. It sets starts, the tone, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Win the warm-up. Yeah. All right, let's go to youth. Back when you were a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys talk about the broken legs? Briefly. Let's see. Actually, this one might be a little deep, but I kind of want to know, like, what what were your thoughts on San Diego when we went down there together? What do you mean together? Like, it's a I blessing was... in disguise in my mind, but what do you think? I don't really, I haven't really thought about that one. After I got cut, I was just like, fuck this. He made it the first day, and then they cut him the second day. Wait, and I played you... way better the second day than the first played day. lights out the second day. Yeah. You moved to San Diego, too, so you were supposed to live there also? No, I didn't move. I just went to, to try out. Okay. And, no, yeah, I uh, got cut. But, like, first day I could see why I got cut because I didn't play. I didn't literally do anything. But the second day, like, I went through some kid's triangle went barred out. Like, what do you want? No, and literally it's just – but that was also your first real tryout, right? Yeah. And, I mean – I didn't really talk in the locker room. Like, there's this other kid from OC that, like, everyone was talking to, and I was like, dude, this kid literally sucks. Like, he is so bad. I don't know why everyone's talking to him. 
And like, no one really liked me or anything like that, like, off the rip. And I was just like, eh, whatever. Blessing in disguise, dude. I think everything happens for a reason. Oh, for Where'd sure. Where'd you end up playing after that, like, that season? So 16 AAA. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? Mm-mm. I was 14 AAA. Oh, it was that young? I think so. I think I played for GSE that year. Or maybe it was 15 AAA. No, it was 14 AAA. Yeah, it was 14. Because 15, I tried out for the Thunderbirds. And then I played THA. I didn't even know you went to Thunderbirds. Uh-huh. What happened with that? They were all fucked up. Like, I mean, that was, like, the first time I ever played against, like, nasty kids. Like, they were fucking gross, dude. Like, that tryout was, No, like, 15 Thunderbirds has always been, like, dude, like Troy fit, Terry. Like, those guys, like... 15 and 16 team, like, there were kids that were disgusting. Like, they were talking about, like, talking to NHL teams already and stuff like that. And I was in the locker room, like... With my GSC bag on. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but yeah, no, it was like that, and uh, they were like so good, and and then it was like all star game for the sixteen team. Like all they were really worried about was their sixteen team, and that was the first year that fifteens you could go to nationals because mm-hmm. it was always fifteens you couldn't make nationals, so that was the first year that you could. So they like really wanted to make their fifteen team good, and they cut like three guys, and I was one of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. But it's so easy to cut the out-of-town kid, in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I was nervous leaving there, too, because, like, I was going to go to school at fucking uh, Columbine. Yo, yeah. that's what school you were supposed to go to? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dude, that is just so scary. That's crazy. Yeah. So I didn't like that part. And then I was just like, they were so good. And I was like, I'm just not ready for this yet. No, exactly. Everything happens like, and there was like guys drafted in the dub or whatever league there. Yeah, like, there were like a WHL. lot of guys that were drafted in that league already. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Then so after that year, but then it's like funny. Like I played the Thunderbirds this year, and there's still a handful of guys I remember from tryouts still on their team. Really? Yeah. Usually they just aren't very good at the 18 level. No, yeah, exactly. Usually their 18 team, like all their nasty kids are in the U show. Or they're they're gone. Back yeah, then. like their 16 AAA team is one of the best programs to play for AAA wise mm-hmm. yeah. because they do get like every West Coast kid because like they've had so many kids from their 16 teams get drafted, get like all these different things, and they're just like. Okay, so it's, like, once you get to the 18 level, a lot of those kids, like, tailor off and stuff. So gotcha. It's, like, when I played them my 18s years, I was never impressed by the Thunderbirds. Like, there was always a lot of talk behind them. Because I almost went to them before I went to TPH. Yeah. But, dude, same thing as you. I did not want to try out. Like, I was just, like, uh, I don't want to come out to the tryouts and stuff. No, that was after that year, actually. Larson went to – uh the Ducks 18s trials, remember that? Oh, yeah. And he tried to convince me, like, five different times to go to the Ducks 16 trials, and they ended up being, like, the like the first overall team in the U.S. that year. And he was trying to talk to me to go try out for them, and I was like, dude, I literally tried out for the past two years and got cut. Like, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And I was glad I did. Like, dude, they're, like, disgusting. Like, they have, like, Division One guys on their team. Yeah. Right? They're, like, Ryan Johnson was on that team. He's playing at... Minnesota right now. Oh, really? Yeah, he's playing. Like a, oh, is that one kid? Josh Grohl. Josh Grohl, yeah, San team. Diego kid. He was on that team. They had, like, he's, he's good, dude. Ben Beaster was on that team. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like, there's a bunch of kids. I skated like, with Grohl in San Diego, and he's, good, he's good. It was me, Nate, Grohl versus, like, I don't even remember, but I think, I don't 
I would love to say it was the NHL guy in Tyler Moynes. I just don't think it was. So, But I came up high. It was three on three. I came up high. I had one guy on me, and the guy following Grohl came up. So I just, like, dropped the puck and, like, set a little pick. Grohl just rolls up. He's at, like, the dot and just goes short side cheese. Like, just. No, he is so gross, dude. That was, like, when I tried out for San Diego, he was on that team. And I remember watching him in trials, and I was like, dude, I have no idea who this kid is, but he is disgusting. And I talked to you after. He's like, the coach says he's going to probably get drafted in the dub, and I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, no, I think he got selected in the dub. He's going in – this is either his fresh – I think it's his freshman year. I think he's 18 now. So he's gonna be, yeah, he's going to be a fresh, true freshman at Michigan. Yeah, so he's pretty good. No, he's All right, gross. I got a question for you, Tyler. What was it like watching Zach grow up through his career? Where do you think he's really transformed? The one thing, if I were to be honest about Zach, that I was always like, it would amaze me, is like he was just like a natural goal scorer. Like when he was young, like, dude, he would score every shot he took. I swear. Like, mm-hmm. and like I've always felt like goal scoring is my biggest lack when I play. Like, I still, like, to this day, like, I'm like, if I could do one thing, it would be score. Like, because. Both of us, I think, are pass-first guys, and, dude, it's tough to do that because it it's you make the play, but it's on the other guy to bury. So it takes it out of your hands because you do your job, but now the puck's in someone else's hands and they have to score. So I've always said if I could score more goals, I think I would be more successful in hockey. And when he was young, like, he was – you would score so many dude, goals. there was this tournament. Uh, it was Silver Stick, and I was – I want to say it was a peewee or maybe even a squirt, but we played five games and I had like 16 points. <laughs> really? It was disgusting. I don't know what I played so well or something like that, but I remember like Joe Pimentel came and he's like, <laughs> he's like, he still talk, talks to me about it. And like, there's one goal I just scored. Like I like dove and like shot it and went like far side high glove or something like that. And I just got up and he was right there and he's like, dude, I remember it like so clearly. And like, I swear, like I like, tore it up and it was yeah. crazy like I've never played that good ever <laughs> see yeah insane. like I never had the points thing until I got to like even when I played for the bandits I was a defenseman and like in my mind it was all about how I felt at the end of the game like I knew if like as a D you can feel like okay I played a very solid game you don't look at the score sheet really transitioning into my next year I played half the year D half the year forward and I was like all these guys talk about is points then I went to Atlanta and I was like, okay, I got to put up points. Like, that's kind of what it is. Then I came to Charlotte and it was just like points. Like, that's what, if you, as a forward, if you want to make it to the next level, like points. And I was like, but there's more to the game than points. Like, I've always that's thought that. I, so do I. And I make, I get the most points when I don't think about it. Uh, dude, that's how I was too. Like, which sucks because that's all I'm supposed to think about is points. It's the but, worst thing. And I hate it because, like, then if I'm not getting points, I get frustrated with myself and I start playing bad. So I always try to think about like not worrying about it. But then you play like fucking Potomac last weekend, eight to eight to zero, fucking zero points. Like it just starts getting super frustrating. It's the worst, and that's what I struggle with. My first year junior, it would be like I was my goal was to go point per game, and I like barely broke that. Like I was barely over point per game. But I felt at times like I remember coming back. We were at Crethers' house after a weekend. We had four games, and I had play. I had two points in four games. And he's like, what do you think about the weekend? And I was like, in my mind, that was the most solid hockey I've played this whole year. And I was like, maybe the points don't reflect it, but I knew I played my best brand of hockey that I possibly could. 
And he's like, I agree, man, but, like, the points is, like, kind of what you need to do. And I was like, it's not, though. And the thing is, is, like, I think growing up, you look at the NHL guys, and they're talking about, oh, my God, this guy has been the best player. And you see all the little plays they make throughout the whole 200 feet of the game. And I've always thought, like, there's more to it. And I think that's, like, the thing. Like, that's why I'm excited to get into scouting is because I think I can notice, like, this guy's doing the little things away from the mm-hmm. puck. And they're not getting points. And so it's just, I think, same thing with you. And, like, points is so frustrating because it's, like, that's what you think you need to have. And that's what. Yeah, no, that's what sucks. Like, in, like, playing center this year is I win every faceoff. And we'll score off faceoff. But faceoffs, you don't get assists or anything like that unless it's, like, Face off, pass Tic-tac. goal. Like I'll win it, pass, pass, pass goal. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't win the face off. Yeah, see, and it's just so sucks. annoying. And then like, you, like people look at it and they're like, dude, you're not very good. Like you don't have that many points. It's like, dude, but you don't realize that I actually caused this whole play to happen five steps earlier than what you can see. So I think that's the part that sucks about points. Like I wish there was a better way to look at the game. And I think that's the biggest thing about Charlotte. Like when I came here. Is Crether's like he scouted me and not really based on points. Is he noticed I could play hockey? And I think that's what like the good scouts really have is that they can look at the way you play the game and not just go on elite prospects and that. And it's like you look at a lot of these coaches and it's like, like I could do your job. You go to elite prospects, you look at a league, you look at the top guys, you look if they're committed or not, and you take them to your school if they're not committed. Like, easy job, but you don't know who the hell you're getting. You don't know the kind of person he is. You don't know so many different factors. Like it's, it's, there's way more that goes into the game that I think is going to press, like progress longer. And like, as you get to higher levels, the little things matter way more. So I think those things are important to notice now. No, when I was a Pee Wee, my coach told me that it was, it was a newer Brian Boyle. He was, like, undrafted. I don't know if he's drafted or not, but he was, like, something. Like, he wasn't supposed to go to Division One or something. Like, he wasn't supposed to do this, but a scout saw him, and he did the little things right. Like, breakout. Like, he got this puck out of his own every time. Like, he blocked shots. Like, he would win faceoffs. He wouldn't get points, and that's why he made it. Yeah. And so, when I was younger, I was like, okay, I got to do that. And so, I've always been able to do that because I was so young when I started doing that stuff, and it just doesn't always make you get points yeah exactly that's why i hate like the whole points thing like in my mind like they should delete elite elite prospects i'm never on elite prospects like i'm never rid of it no i hate it like even nate like nate has a thing like right before game one no elite prospects until the game like last game of the season is played he will not go on the app he'll like he'll he's called me and he's been like i'll be like talking about players and stuff and he's like dude you should like but this kid like he was brutal here. Like, this guy was real deal here. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on his elite prospects. And he's like, dude, go ahead, but I can't go on it. I'm like, why? Like, like Nate's, like, that superstitious because yeah. he has the same outlook as us that, like, like I think that, that app should should be deleted. Like With the podcast, anyone that I interview, I probably go on their elite prospects, like, three times at least, like, writing up my interviews. <laughs> So whoever gets interviewed, like, you get some extra. And this right in – if I were to ask you a question, why do you go to Elite Prospects? Because it lists out where they play, but not always because, like, it didn't list everywhere that Tuttle played. And it it, – like, Malcolm did not list – and I don't have an Elite Prospects even though I played. It's shitty for girls. Because you don't know the person. Well, yeah. You've never seen them play. You don't know what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So you go on this easy website and you think you can know how this person plays just on typing their name in, but you can't. 
You yeah. can't at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, so that's the part of the game, like the the part that sucks. But like, for some guys, that's what gets them going. Like, Barzi is the perfect example because he will go on elite prospects. He'll look up the same guy four times in a day, <laughs> and like, dude, did you know you're only allowed to get like so many searches? Yeah, Barzi hit his max the other day. Ethan hits his max almost every day. Really? Yeah. Dude, he's an elite prospects hero. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he hits it, like, almost every day. Like, when we were at Wichita's camp, he hit it every day. See, that's so bad in my mind. Same, man. Like, I think that's... I don't care. I'm like, okay. Who's better at hockey? Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, I mean, like, yeah, they can maybe score a goal. Like, I... Elite yeah. prospects isn't anything to me. The only time I, I ever look it up is to see, like, how old they are, maybe. Yeah. Or where they played. Yeah. Especially, like, how the hell do they get here? Yeah, Where exactly. are they here? Like, where's this kid? Like, I like doing that stuff. Or like, like, today with Nesbitt, I was like, how many years has this guy played pro? And like, I thought it was cool to see he's played 16 years pro. I was like, what That's a cool union. Yeah. How strict is our thing? Because it's already 6.53. I was going to say the same thing. Like, should we go? Or can we keep podcasting? We should probably go in a little. All right.